You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a LeBron James-centric podcast for you today. If you're a LeBron hater, you're probably not going to want to listen to this because it's going to be a lot of praise. It's going to be telling some things that maybe you don't know about LeBron. And you got to pay homage to a guy who just became the all-time leading scorer in NBA history last night when he hit his 36th point against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we will get to that momentarily. All right, let's get started. And as we get going here, I just want to say, like, look, I'm not a LeBron James apologist whatsoever. But I'm not one of these people that just likes to be contrarian and hate on players that are great. And if you say, well, LeBron isn't really that, well, you you are an idiot. Just stop. Stop saying that. He's the all-time leading scorer now in NBA history. Shit, even if he broke his leg last night and never played another game, he's still one of the top three players in the history of the game. What he has done is incredible. And people that just hate, I don't really understand it because I don't really understand where it comes from. Of course, you're allowed to not like players. I'm not saying you have to like LeBron. But every time I hear someone bag on LeBron, it's just for something very nitpicky. Because it's almost like, well, what do you want out of an athlete then? Because, let's face it, he's essentially done everything that's asked for him, and he's had more pressure on him for the last 20 years than probably any athlete in any sport in the history of sports. So it's it's like, what do you want? We'll get into all that. But I I do want to first start out by going over some of the misconceptions, and this came straight uh, from J.J. Reddick's podcast, which is an excellent NBA podcast called Old Man and the Three. And he was going over some of the things that LeBron gets criticized for and not really a scorer, which <laughs> LeBron James, not really a scorer. He now leads the NBA all time in scoring. How is he not a scorer? Just an awful, awful take. But someone said it. One of the dopey media members said it on national TV this week. So just like I like to do and kind of prove people wrong by laying out facts, J.J. Redick took that guy to task and laid out the facts. But this is all from J.J. Redick's podcast. I'm sure you didn't listen to it, so I'm going to relay it to you. It's called Old Man and the Three, and he is, you know how I talk about Greg Olson and the up-and-coming guy he is and now how improved he is? I'm telling you, within three to five years, J.J. Redick will probably be on ESPN slash ABC's broadcast of the NBA Finals when and if Jeff Van Gundy leaves or Mark Jackson leaves. He is rising in the ranks at ESPN. He's already calling games as an analyst. They have him on some of the Wednesday night games and whatnot. But I'm telling you, J.J. Redick is an up-and-coming star in the media business. His podcast is excellent. He's very much like Greg Olson. He can talk about the game without making you, uh, you know, lose your brain about I don't know what technology, what uh, terms he's using. Very, very good. Podcast is excellent, and I think you're going to be seeing more and more of him uh, on TV coming up in the next few years. Anyway, here's what he had to say about LeBron James. This is all from his podcast. LeBron James has the fifth highest career scoring average in the history of the NBA. Michael Jordan is the highest. He averaged 30.1 points a game. Wilt Chamberlain just behind him, 30.07. Obviously, LeBron is still playing, but right now, rough estimates, he's .14 behind Elgin Baylor, 
who was third place, and he's .06 behind Kevin Durant, who's in fourth place. So this has nothing to do with the fact that he's played 20 years. This is your average points you score a game. LeBron is just a tick under 30 for his career. He has a better career shooting percentage from two-point range than Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. He's ninth all-time in three-pointers made, and he's fourth all-time in assists. Like, what are we nitpicking here about LeBron and why he's not any good, you know? There's this notion that LeBron James isn't clutch. The play-by-play tracking system in the NBA started in the 1996-97 season. They defined clutch points as points that are scored in the last five minutes of a baseball, uh, baseball five minutes of a basketball game when the team is ahead or behind by less than five points. So under five minutes in the game, you're ahead or behind by five points. Every point you score in that window is considered a clutch point. LeBron James has over 2,600 clutch points in his career. That leads all players in NBA history. There's only one other player who's even over 2,000 clutch points, and that's Kobe. So only two guys over 2,000 clutch points in the history of the NBA. LeBron is one, Kobe is two, and LeBron is over 600 points more than Kobe. And he's only going to build on that because LeBron isn't retiring anytime soon. LeBron James has the second most game-winning or game-tying shots in the final minute of the fourth quarter or an overtime game. Kobe is number one. Kobe has 88 of those, and LeBron has 81, the only two guys that are over 80 for most game-winning or game-tying shots. And this is final minute of a game in the fourth quarter or overtime. LeBron has five game-winning buzzer beaters in the playoffs. The most ever in NBA history. So can we stop with the LeBron isn't clutch? Again, what do you want? What would you prefer him do? LeBron is 4-6 and six in the NBA Finals. Yes, that is the thing that people love to throw in his face. They don't care about the four wins. They care about the six losses. MJ went to the Finals six times and was undefeated. Yes, he was. And MJ was a damn good basketball player. Arguably top two or three. I grew up with MJ. I loved him watching him play, and I loved his greatness. But just because you loved MJ's greatness doesn't mean you have to shit on LeBron's greatness, and vice versa. I'm lucky enough to grow up watching both of them. So I can sit here and say, watch both of them grow up, watch both of them in their primes, I'm not here to choose team one over the other. I'm not here to say, oh, I'm totally Jordan. I'm totally LeBron. Why can't we just say they're both great? Why do we have to say this is the greatest? No, he's the greatest. They're both great. You can't, there's because there isn't a set thing that determines who's greatest. It's just somebody's opinion. It's not going to go into the NBA Hall of Fame as, nope, we have a ranking and LeBron is number one or Michael is number one. It doesn't matter. They're both great. Appreciate their greatness and what you got to watch while they were playing during their careers. Yeah, he's four and six in the NBA Finals. He also went to eight straight NBA Finals with two different teams. He went to the Heat, was there for four years, made the Finals every year, then came back to the Cavs and made the Finals four years in a row. 
He's played over 60,000 minutes and 20-plus seasons. That is unheard of. Guy's 38 years old, and he's putting up 27 sixes and sixes every night for the Lakers right now with basically no help and a garbage roster. Who does this at 38 years old? You watch him play now? It's like he's 28. It's crazy. And look, I know it sounds like I'm standing for him, but again, just ask yourself, if you don't like LeBron, what is it that you don't like about him? I can point to one thing that I wasn't a fan of, and that was the decision. Not that he chose to leave Cleveland to go to Miami, but just that he made it an hour special and it was kind of dragged out. But even that special, and I'm sure if LeBron looks back on it now, he would say I probably would have done it differently. I think he has said that in interviews. He just would have chosen and made an announcement maybe on social media like, hey, I'm going to the Heat. I'm going to the heat. They made a big spectacle out of it, yes. But even within that horrible promotion of him choosing to leave Cleveland, he gave a million dollars to the Boys and Girls Club. They were there in the audience when he made his decision. So it's almost like, can you really shit on him for it? He was helping people while he was still making that decision. And I think one thing that gets lost in all this, and you know, for, for LeBron... I, I I have a hard time accepting we have athletes that are prima donnas and get in trouble and all that. And I guess, you know, to a certain extent, LeBron is a, a prima donna. I'm not saying he's not. But I think you're really nitpicking if you're like, oh, um, he complains to the refs too much. I mean, Jesus Christ. You ever watch an NBA game? They all complain. Yes, LeBron complains. Steph complains. Giannis complains. They all do it. Um, I really don't think that there's anything you can point to. This is a guy that's been at the top of his game ever since he came into the league as an 18-year-old. And I'll ask you a question right now. Name one time where LeBron was involved in something major off the court. I'll give you till the end of time because you're not going to find one. 20 years, top of his game, never any issues off the court. Never getting busted for drugs, never getting busted for hookers, never getting busted for DUIs, speeding, car crashes, nothing. Guy's been clean for 20 years. Again, what do you want from the guy? It's like you're complaining about, well, if I told you LeBron James yesterday ran into a burning building and saved five puppies, you'd probably complain that, oh, great, why didn't he save 10? Five more still died. Like that's the type of that's the type of rhetoric I hear from people who don't like LeBron because I don't know what you like don't like about him and like I said you're allowed to not like him but can you be objective at least and appreciate his greatness and realize you're watching literally one of the three best basketball players to ever put on a pair of sneakers and play in the NBA what he's done is unprecedented And the amazing part about this whole thing with LeBron, his whole career, and I think, again, people don't seem to understand. At 17 years old, he was put on the cover of Sports Illustrated when Sports Illustrated was every little boy's greatest magazine to go to for sports. And at a time where they didn't put high school kids on the covers of magazines especially kids who were just playing high school basketball and they put them on the cover of the magazine and 
automatically christened him the chosen one at 17 years old. So from the time that this guy was a senior in high school, he had all the pressure on him in the world to live up to the hype of people saying, as a senior in high school, he's going to be one of the greatest players to ever live. Not only did he reach those expectations, he exceeded them. Which, again, what do you want from the guy? He's done everything right. You know? He wins. He wins championships. You want to talk about what he's done off the court? Ask the people in Akron what he's done off the court. He opened up a public school in Akron, Ohio, where he was born. Not a charter school and not a private school. He opened up a public school where students eat breakfast with their teachers. The kids wear uniforms provided to them for free. James bought bicycles and helmets for every student. He provides the food pantry and the clothing center. Did he have to do this? As a millionaire who escaped the streets of Akron, Ohio, who's now a billionaire? He could have been a total dick and not given back anywhere. He donates money to the Boys and Girls Club of America. The guy opened up a public school that has that allows kids who were basically on the wrong track. And if they didn't get any sort of structure in their life, they're probably going to end up dead. He opens up a public school for 1,300 kids and does all that. You know, I, I again, it's amazing what he's done considering it's not like he came out of nowhere. We've known about this kid since he was 17. And he's done everything asked of him and then some. He's exceeded all expectations. Because when somebody gets put on the cover as the chosen one and you're anointed as one of the best players to ever lace them up at 17, and then you have this career. How many of you, when you saw that cover on 17, when he, who's this kid, the chosen one? Yeah, he's probably going to flame out. Probably a bust. It's very easy to say that. This guy had all the pressure on him in the world, and he succeeded. I think Richard Deitch, who is a media writer for The Athletic, had a great column that I'm going to read some of it to you right now he said I've always thought LeBron James was underrated that may sound strange but here's why and it's basically kind of what I just said but he said the expectations on him coming into the league in 2003 out of high school were unprecedented he was just 18 seems crazy to think about now not only will he become the sports all-time leading scorer this week not only did he play in an unfathomable eight consecutive NBA finals but he did so under a greater microscope than any other NBA star before him, given the combination of expectations and scrutiny. He was expected to be great every night and nearly was, and he did so in a social media age where his movements on and off the court were chronicled and scrutinized. By the time he's done, I think his career points record may be untouchable, like Cy Young's 511 wins. I would rank Michael Jordan ahead of him as a player, but not in terms of the pressure of expectations and those expectations fulfilled. Correct. Because MJ kind of broke onto the scene as he was a good player in college. It was like, um, you know, led North Carolina to a national championship, then exploded with the Bulls, but he wasn't anointed. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school team. 
This guy wasn't anointed as the best player ever at 17 years old. And and that perfectly, you know, sums it up. It's all about, you know, we can sit here and say who's the goat, who's the greatest. I think Michael Jordan had the best you know, finals. You, you're never going to beat some guy. You're never going to beat someone going to the finals six years and going six and zero. Oh. I think statistically, one of the greatest players ever. But I think overall, you might be able to say that LeBron had the better overall career. You know, I would say they're they're two. I I don't think think they're the most similar players. They're close. LeBron's a couple inches taller. Uh, has. 30 to 40 pounds on MJ when MJ was at his peak. He was unstoppable going to the rim. He still is. You watched the game last night. Guy puts his head down and goes to the rim at 38 years old. Nobody can stop him. It's just unprecedented what you're seeing. And you just take it for granted because he does it night in and night out on shit teams. (laughs) Like, you know, the Lakers suck. The Lakers have a terrible roster around him. Maybe they'll do something in the next week during the trading deadline. I don't know. But you can hate LeBron all you want. It just sounds ignorant, and it sounds like you just can't be objective about something. You know, it's okay for someone in Chicago who grew up on Michael Jordan to say, my God, LeBron James is fucking good. And it's I just don't hear that a lot because they they think they're shitting on Michael if they give any credit to LeBron. It's okay. No one needs to determine who's one and who's two. But I think these are the two best players to ever play the game. It's like 1A and 1B and rotate them however you want. It doesn't matter. Nobody's getting any extra money. Nobody's getting any extra award for being the best ever. You can put LeBron's career stats up against Michael's, and in some, he's better, and some, he's not. So how can you say someone is a better player? One of the biggest pet peeves I have when it comes to sports is combining eras. Oh, Michael's team would have wiped the floor with any of the Heat teams that won the NBA championship, or Michael's team would have wiped the floor with Cleveland. Stop it. And I'm not saying that means that the Heat would have beaten the Bulls, and I'm not saying that the Cavs would have beaten the Bulls. We'll never know. What's the point in arguing it? It's never going to happen. You're just making stuff up and doing whatever you can and saying whatever you can to fit your narrative, which is, oh, the Bulls would beat them. Really? You know this how? Because you're a Bulls fan? Wow, that's really objective. We hear it all the time with the, you know, the the dominate and the dynasty that the Warriors have put together. You know, four titles in the last what seven years, eight years. Oh, those Golden State Warriors would never have beaten the Bulls. Who, you know, Michael would have locked up, a, would have locked up Steph, and Pippen would have locked up. You, you know this how? You're just saying that because you're a Bulls fan. You don't know anything. They're never, and you're, and and you know what? You're never going to get your answer because they're never going to play. You put them on a stupid video game and think you're going to do it that way? Like, oh, well, I I put in the uh, Golden State Warrior, the, the 2015 Warrior team against the uh, 92 Bulls, and look at what happened. Stop it. It's a video game. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's always driven me nuts. I'm a Laker fan. I have no idea if the Lakers of the 80s would have beaten the Golden State Warriors of the 2000s. 
And I'm not going to sit here and argue that they would or wouldn't. It's just dumb because they're never going to play. So what's the point of arguing that? You can sit here and say, oh, my God, Magic played point guard and Steph plays point guard. Well, Magic had, you know, five inches on him and 50 pounds. And who's going to guard Kareem in the post? Yeah. You're also dealing with two completely different eras of basketball. Have you ever watched some of the old games from the 80s? That's not how basketball is played anymore. And I'm not talking about the fact that it's more three-point shooting now, which is obviously a big deal. But just the game itself. Offenses. I don't want to get too nerdy on you here for NBA stuff. But when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was the all-time leading scorer in NBA history until last night, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing, every single time up and down the court, he ran down the court and stood on the block and guarded Another team's six foot eleven, seven foot, seven foot one guy. Do you know what Kareem would have to do in today's game? He'd have to be out at the three point line guarding guards that can dribble right by him. You set a high screen and roll on whoever Kareem is guarding, and you make Kareem switch off, and now Kareem is guarding somebody twenty six feet from the basket. How do we know he how he would have done? My guess? Probably not great. That's why it's impossible to just say, oh, this player on this player, or Jordan on Steph, and Pippen on Thompson. It's just, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way because there's two completely different games. I, I have all the respect in the world for Kareem. I grew up watching Kareem. The Lakers and the Dodgers are the only two teams that I openly root for. I grew up in Orange County, California. I watched the Lakers all the time. I would go to bed listening to games on my radio, rooting for the Lakers. I loved Kareem. But I don't think he could guard in today's day and today's NBA because I never had to see him do that in 1985. He didn't he didn't get out past the blocks because he didn't have to. That's not the way basketball was played. So it's just a totally different game. I hate I hate comparing eras. And that's why I don't do it, you know. And you can't do it because you don't know. Kareem will never have to guard anybody outside of, you know, the paint area because he didn't do it in 1985 and he's clearly done playing basketball and he's never going to play an organized game again where he would have to do that. And clearly he wouldn't even need to do that now. He's in his seventies. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make sense to talk about that and, and try and make an argument that no, the Lakers would beat the Warriors or the Bulls would beat the Warriors or the Warriors would beat the Bulls. You can't compare it. It's two different eras. The game is absolutely 180 degrees different now than it was in the 80s with the Celtics and the Lakers and then, you know, late 80s with the Pistons and the Bulls. It's just a different game. And anyone who sits here and argues is just trying to, you know, impose their narrative on you because they want to show you how their team is the best. And it's just it's an effort in futility is what it is. Anyway, did you hear that thunder outside? My gosh, it's been raining for the last six hours here and now we're getting some uh, some bad thunder. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, I'm not a LeBron James apologist. I just wanted to share the things that he has done. These are all factual things, not just my opinion. Oh, man, he's the greatest. You don't know what you're talking about. I gave you a bunch of stats. I gave you things that he's done for his hometown. Maybe you knew that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you forgot that this guy was anointed at 17 years old as being the next greatest basketball player, and he lived up to it, and then some. Just wanted to point it out for you because the record was broken last night. I don't even know. I'm recording this as the game is ending. I don't even know if the Lakers won. When I stopped watching, they were down 12. So they probably lost. Um, But LeBron broke the record, and I figured it was a good time 
to talk about his career and talk about things that I think a lot of people weren't aware of. So just wanted to bring that up. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. Let's get in this podcast going, getting more downloads, and keep this thing rolling. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television.